Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your host is Becky Olson. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends, and family by providing resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here is your host, Becky Olson. Thanks so much for tuning in. My name is Becky Olson. I'm the co-founder of Breast Friends. I'm also a five-time survivor of advanced stage breast cancer, a motivational speaker, and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. And I wanted to share just a kind of a brief moment with with everyone today. You know, we're as we're kind of going through this this current pandemic that we're all facing. Um, you know, we we have an opportunity here that I want to just make sure everyone really, you know, gives some thought to, you know, the last time we had a major pandemic like this was about 100 years ago. Now, I know there are people that will argue and say, well, we have flu outbreaks every year and we lose more people to the flu, et cetera, et cetera. But this is different because, you know, for flu, we have vaccines, there's all kinds of things. But this this one, I think we will all admit for whatever reason is different. It's shutting down the country. It's it's, you know, where everybody's out wearing masks. I mean, this this is different. And the last time we had any kind of a pandemic like this one, um, it was 100 years ago. And there is nobody alive today that can say that they remember that. I mean, there might be people that went through it, but they were probably babies at the time. And there aren't very many of those either. So, so this is an opportunity for all of us to really think about something that I think is pretty crucial. One of the things that I share pretty often, either when I speak in public or when I'm on the show, I talk about the fact that it's not the thing that we survive that defines us, but it's how we define, how we survive it that tells the story. And most people in this world will survive this, this pandemic. Um, So we'll have, you know, we have this story to kind of talk about, but somewhere down the road, the only things that will be defining this story and your story, your personal story, will be all the news clips and the media footage and YouTube videos and all of those things. And what I really want to encourage you to do is add your voice to that story. You know, we all have different ways that we're getting through this right now. And there's a lot of, yes, it's challenging, it's difficult, people have lost their jobs, there's a lot of crisis going on with all of this right now, but there's also a lot of strength and beauty and support and just a lot of things coming to the surface that that maybe we need to talk more about and add your voice to the story. So think about whether you're a journaler. I'm not really much of a journaler, but I do like to write stories. So think about writing the stories and talk about some of the ways that you are personally getting through this because someday... Your children, who might be really small and young right now, their their children, their their children's children, someday they're going to want to know how how grandma or great grandma got through this this time, or how great grandpa got through this time. So make sure that your voice is part of the story that we're all hearing right now, because I'm hearing some amazing, amazing stories of people how they're surviving, what they're doing, the the you know, the operas that are happening on balconies and things like that. It's a beautiful thing. So make sure that, you, that you're adding your voice. So with that, I want to add a voice into this show, and I am so excited to have her back as a guest. My guest today was my co-host on this show for the first three years, I think, that we did this show. Um, 
Sharon Hannafin, and I know if you've if you've listened to our show in the past, you will recognize her voice immediately because she's got the greatest laugh on the planet, and we love her to pieces. And I'm so glad to have her back, Sharon Hannafin. Say hello. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm so to excited to have you back. Well, you. Sharon, I know you have been up to so much going on in your life. Why don't you, before we get into our subject of self-esteem today, why don't you just give us a quick update what you're doing? You've retired from Breast Friends. So what's that been like? Just kind of give yeah, us a little update. Yeah, you know, it's, it's funny. Um, hindsight's always twenty twenty, as we say. <laughs> yeah. But... Um, <laughs> You know, um, uh, we sold our home and moved into a fifth wheel, and our home base is now in Northern California uh, with family, and of course, I was thinking I was going to be on the road about this time, (laughs) you know, (laughs) as the weather got nicer and everything, I figured I would be out on the road. In fact, I actually had a trip planned to Malawi, Africa with the new nonprofit that I've been working with. And so that got canceled, of course, and all of our other plans (laughs) have been put on hold just like everybody else's. um, (laughs) Exactly. But, but you, you know, know you've, you've stayed busy with this. I mean, you're still, even though you're retired from Breast Friends, you just recently did a Zoom workshop with us. Why don't you yeah, just yeah, talk I've briefly a, about that? I've done a couple, actually, and I'm hoping to um, start a metastatic support group with Breast Friends probably oh, next week. Good. I have We haven't pinned down a date yet or, you know, a, like a regular date. We're going to do it. But, but yeah, I think, I think that'll be helpful as well because, again, just like um, all of us have experienced through our cancer journeys, not everybody knows what to say and how to act around you. And they give you the pity look and the whole <laughs> nine yards. And, yes, and so, yeah, <laughs> and you know, you know, back, um, how, how tough that can be. And so um, our, our ladies with metastatic disease uh, definitely need that additional support that um, because, you know, they may never get cancer free. Right. And so it's important to be able to support them the way they need to be supported. So I'm excited about doing that. And I'm and, so glad. I, yeah. I just let me just say real quickly, I'm really glad you're doing that because I think that is a hugely underserved, you know, population. It's it's one thing to talk to someone when you can talk about the light at the end of the tunnel and you know, you can see that you get through this course of treatment, get through the surgeries, and then you're fine. You get you get clean margins, everything's good, and you'll get eventually you'll get a clean report. But when you're dealing with metastatic, that that light that tunnel is either really, really long. <laughs> And the light can feel pretty, pretty distant at times. So um, I am so glad to hear that you're taking that project on and you're doing this on behalf of Breast Friends. Is that right? Yes. Yes. But I think I think what's important to understand and again, with with our current environment where we've had to take our support groups online and all of that kind of stuff. um, This is really a great opportunity for women who are metastatic from all over the country to get Mm -hmm. involved in something like this because the reality is um, on a Zoom call, I don't care if you're from California, Oregon, New York, doesn't matter, you know, uh, and and that's, that's the blessing. And I think with women who are dealing with metastatic disease, um, there's way more 
good and bad days that you have to balance and and so going somewhere and you know the the commute and all that kind of stuff and even sometimes the social interactions might be too much you know you're just really emotionally fragile so mm-hmm. being on a zoom call allows you to still stay connected but it can be on your terms and so I think it's a it's a brilliant thing to do and uh, we've been talking about it for years I know I remember it, it, it take it takes a pandemic to do that you know yeah, there you go so that, just real quick before we get off this subject how can people join that zoom call is that do we have that information on our website or on the Facebook group or how, how do people? I believe, I, yeah, uh, Yvonne and uh, Michelle uh, at Breast Friends are going to be doing the actual logistics of that. Okay. And so my guess, yes, it will be on the website. Okay. We just have to pin down a date and see how often we're going to do it and, okay. you know, all right. make, make all those decisions. But, yeah, um, we talked about doing it starting next week. So okay. I would definitely keep an eye out. Good. And so the website is breastfriends.org. And if for some reason you can't find it there, I'm going to guess it'll be on the Facebook page too, which is Breast Friends of Oregon. You yes. can find us that way. So so good. That's wonderful. Now, you're also, you mentioned that you were um, supposed to be in Malawi, which is in Africa, and yes. you are working now with, an, with a new organization. Why don't you just talk briefly about that? Because I don't want to run out of time, but but I want to know what you're what you're doing. Oh, I think our, thank our you. audience yeah, does yeah. too. We're we're um, uh, back in the like forties in the United States, even the fifties, you know, where it was difficult for people to talk about breasts or cancer. We didn't even say those words out loud. Um, that's kind of how Malawi is. That's how like a lot of places um, in the world are about cancer. They're afraid of it and they don't have the resources for early detection like we do. And so um, what this uh, organization is, it's called Breast Advocates International. And what we're doing is actually teaching women in the local villages how to do self-breast exams, clinical breast exams, um, and navigation so they can actually navigate the healthcare system. And when there is a suspicious lump, then they can um get the treatment they need. We're trying to break down some of the barriers because there's some stigmas and and um, uh, whether it's financial or transportation or just, you know, getting to a healthcare facility because you're talking about, you know, a four-hour, six-hour drive oh, wow. in a car and they don't have cars, <laughs> you know. So and They probably don't have really great paved roads either, I'm guessing, uh, probably a little don't. bumpy. They don't, yeah. and, and I was going to, you know, firsthand be able to experience that um, in March. And so we're hoping to be able to do it in October, but um, at this point, you know, maybe Malawi will be in a about you know worse situation um well, with, with the pandemic i hope not because mm. of course they don't they have really not the healthcare system to yeah. deal with it so we'll have to see but wow. our, our tentative date to leave um here again will be october 4th so that's tentative but we're hoping that will happen and and then i can be really 
excited about it as if I'm not already. (laughs) Exactly. Well, Sharon, what I always love about you is you put your heart and your soul into whatever project you're working on. And I, I have no doubt that this will just you know, really take off. And, and I know you're doing it with Melissa Nye as well. And yes. Melissa's had her heart in this project for, I don't even know how long, but, yeah, um, yeah. you know, she's but been between doing it on her own you, dime. Yeah. She's yeah. been doing it on her own dime for like four or five years. So yeah, uh-huh. I, I feel very blessed to be able to help her with this to, you know, get a little more, a little more uh, attention. So the bank of Melissa can close. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I mean, I know you and I started breast friends together and we all we always talked about how you know if either one of us tried to do this on our own you know it just it probably wouldn't have worked the way it did and you know and it's true you you get synergy when you put two like-minded people together working on the same project with the same goals yeah. um, it's amazing it's amazing the things that can come from that so so thank you for sharing that and yeah. we're going to switch gears now before we run out of time in this first segment <laughs> um, so we're, let's talk about self-esteem why does breast cancer it seems I mean cancer is we get cancer of all kinds you know whether it's you know, lung cancer or, I mean, cancer is a horrible thing, but there's something really unique about getting breast cancer. And, and it kind of puts a, a different, I don't know, it just hits women a lot differently than other kinds of diseases or cancer. Can you talk about that for a minute? Why is it so oh, unique? Absolutely. <clears throat> well, uh, breast cancer is, of course, um, it, it hits a woman's femininity. It hits her sexuality, her sensuality. Um, things like, you know, our breasts are sacred because they fed our children. Or, unfortunately, some younger women who are um, going through a breast cancer, perhaps they'll never have the opportunity to feed their children. So it's it, it hits us on so many levels. It's crazy. So for instance, from a femininity standpoint, um, I, I never had large breasts. I never had breasts where I had cleavage. So this was not a problem for me. But a lot of women, it's a huge piece of their identity. And they have beautiful breasts and they have, they, that's the thing that they're most proud of. It's, it's beautiful. It's sensual. It's a huge piece of them. So then when you're talking about sensuality, then if you have a mastectomy or maybe a large lumpectomy with radiation, your sensitivity is really reduced or eliminated completely and again so those are tied so closely together because again from a sexual perspective I know I've talked to so many women that that is how they got their engine revved up was <laughs> through that area right that's our do we need to warn our audience we have another <laughs> r-rated program in the works here folks so it might be time to move the kids to the other room <laughs> Well, and, and again, but it's this, true. What you're saying is true. Absolutely. It is a subject that we don't talk about nearly enough because, and then you have the shame and the, the guilt that goes along with that because people are thinking, here, I'm worried about 
you know, not having feeling in my breasts or not having breasts or any of these things and other people are losing their lives. How can I be so petty? Oh, honey, it's not petty at all. I mean, I just want to make sure that people understand that we all have serious losses around breast cancer. And whether it's just making our bodies, they feel like they've betrayed us, right? Yeah. So there's just, there's so many things that we can talk about on this. Um, So... Do you have a specific question before I launch off into something? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are coming up on the break here in just a minute. But, you know, but when you think about just changing the landscape of your of your your body, I mean, there was a beautiful video out. What was that gal's name? It showed her in the ring, in the boxing ring, and she's boxing cancer. Michelle, Michelle, somebody, I think, or Nicole, maybe it was Nicole. Nicole. Nicole Johnson. Nicole Johnson. Thank you. She talked about how breast cancer changes the landscape of a woman's body. I mean, we're, like you were describing, you know, you have these big, beautiful, perky breasts, and then all of a sudden they, they're they either gone or they're reduced half size. Or, you know, in my case, when I had mine, I had a lumpectomy, and I did have large breasts at the time, so I was very uneven. I had this one little, little one now and still had this big one <laughs> on the other side, and it looked very awkward and very you know, weird. And so, yeah, that was a complete change to the, to the landscape. And then there's women that have them completely removed, which then also alters that landscape. And when you're trying to put clothes on and trying to, you know, just feel good about the way you look, have your husband, you know, look at you like he used to, it's like, is he looking at me like he used to? And I think we tend to kind of second guess you know, everything at that point in time. And it's, so it is different because it, it affects what we see on the outside of the body. Most cancers are, are on the inside of the body. Not, not all. I mean, skin cancer can have an impact like that too, but there's something about it. There's lots of them, but, but still, this is such a personal part of our, our identity and, and who we are as women. And, and, you know, so it, it is, I believe, um, a discussion that definitely needs to happen yeah. more often. Yeah. Well, thank you, Sharon. We are going to take a quick break, so stay tuned. We'll be back in a minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Female cancers affect women. But women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. 
Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices. By enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient, we protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A dot com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about breast cancer and self-esteem and the impact that it has on our on our self-esteem with my wonderful former co-host, Sharon Hennepin. So, <laughs> Sharon, before we went out to break, you you touched on a little bit, and I'd like you to expand a little bit more on that if you don't mind. You talked a little bit about shame and how, you know, sometimes we worry so much about our own, you know, lives and looks and, and all of that, and we really don't pay attention where the attention should be. Maybe. I'm not sure. Why don't you, can you expand on that just a little bit more? Maybe share what you meant. And and then I know you have a story that you have shared with me that I'd love you to share with our audience. Sure, sure, sure. I guess the, the point I was trying to make is we all go through this journey differently. We start in a different place and we end in a different place. Um, and there are a lot of similarities that we all feel the emotions the loss the betrayal the you know worrying about our scar I mean all of this stuff we all go through it and we might not go it go through it exactly the same as someone else but we all go through those feelings and I think one of those is guilt and shame about thinking about ourselves our, our bodies are, um, you know, it almost seems uh, trivial that we should be worrying about um, losing our breasts or our, our breasts being different sizes and shapes and scars on them and all that kind of stuff when there are women every day who lose their life from this disease. And I, I guess what I'm trying to tell you is you need to grieve those things. It is okay to be concerned about those things and how you are the brave ones that have gone through all that you've gone through. And I I wanted to tell a story about a woman I met. This has been several years ago now, but it stayed with me so much because her, um, her looks, the outer appearance whether it was her hair, her breast, her 
um, her small physique. Um, that was who she was. And after having many, many, many conversations with this woman, she would not go to treatment. She couldn't imagine losing her hair. She couldn't imagine having her breasts removed um, for this disease. It, the outer appearance was so, so very important to her. She could not get beyond that and literally didn't um, for a year and a half. She pretty much put herself in a bottle, is <laughs> how I put it. She, she pretty much drank for a year and a half and then woke up one day and then decided she needed to do something about her cancer. And ironically, she died about six months after that, bald and with no breasts. So she waited too long. She waited too long. Wow. And and again, um, that that story had such impact for me because again, we all are concerned about that physical beauty that especially younger women who are are um, 30s, 40s, even 50s, you know, when your body is still beautiful and fit and and supple and all that stuff, and all of a sudden, boom, out of the blue, you're diagnosed with breast cancer. And so it is traumatic, and it is something we need to grieve, and um, we need to talk about it and understand that it's not trivial. So That's you're the true, brave right? one. And I, and I do want to add something to that because I've met a lot of women who went through that. They went through the grief. They they took the time that they needed to grieve the losses that they had. But then they were able, because they went through that process, they were able then to turn things around and their bodies are still beautiful and they may look a little different, but, you know, right. they're, they're still physically active. They're still, they're, they're doing things you know, maybe a little differently than they did before, but they're still beautiful and they're whole and they're, you know, they just, they feel so good. So even, even without all of those things that we, you know, have come to cherish in our, in our youth, um, even without all of those things, we can still get to that place in our lives where we adapt and accept it and move forward. And we are still that beautiful whole person that we were before cancer ever Absolutely. Even thought. <laughs> even thought and and that. in some cases, I feel, even though I have no breasts, I, um, you know, my hair is white. <laughs> I'm 66. <laughs> you know, I feel like I am as strong or stronger than I have ever been. And part of that is passion and and understanding how important life is and all of those things that really, really do matter. Well, and that's a great segue to the next thing I want to talk to you about or have you talk to me about. And that is what, you know, I've heard you say this so many times. You know, you've always been a great mentor for me, Sharon, and I don't want to let that go without being said. But I've known you for years. And, you know, I'm a fusser and a worrier and a this and a that. (laughs) (laughs) Always been that person. I know. Um, I've gotten better over the years because of, you know, some things I've learned, but but I'm still tend to be a bit of a fusser. And you've said to me so many times, so Becky, what is it exactly in this situation that you have control over? What what 
can you change? Because, you know, there's no sense fussing over the stuff we can't change, right? And that's kind exactly. of tends to be where we focus our fussing sometimes. Yeah. But, um, but what can we change? So when you are looking at this from the perspective of a cancer survivor, what can we change that can make this all much more doable for us? Well, I, like you said, I really do believe that, you know, there's a lot of stuff in this world, including this silly old pandemic we're going through, that we have absolutely no control over. And it doesn't do us a whole lot of good to, to actually complain, bitch and moan, whatever, whatever you want to say. And so the things that you do have control over are things like your appearance, right? Mm-hmm. Clean. You, you can make sure you get up and take your shower. You comb your hair. You put makeup on so you feel good about yourself when you look in your mirror. It's amazing. There's I I don't I didn't look the statistics up, but there's st- statistics about people like even when they're going to be on a call like this where you don't see who what I look like, but I perform better. I do better. When I am ready for the day, I'm ready to take on the day. And whether that's not wearing my sweatpants or my, you know, (laughs) pajama pants, you know, no, you're not going to know if I'm wearing those or not. But, but, (laughs) but, you know, (laughs) but I know in my heart, I am going to feel better about me. And that's what I have to control, right? Yeah. Is how I feel better about me. So instead of just rolling out of bed and, you know, not combing your hair or, you know, putting clean clothes on or, you know, that kind of stuff. You have control over that. You have control over whether you get out of the house and take a walk, right? Mm -hmm. And I know some days, ugh, we just don't feel like it. But... (laughs) We need to do that because, again, that's something we can control. And even if you just get out and sit outside and just get some fresh air, even if it's cold, put, you know, bundle yourself up. It's okay, but you just need to get out of your present environment and, you know, have a shift in your thinking, your shift Mm -hmm. in your environment. All those things make a difference. And, And if you do feel like you can at least walk around the block or walk around the house or walk a couple miles. I've been walking now a couple of miles every day for quite a while. And, you know, it does help. It takes a while because it's so frustrating. It's like, why am I puffing and huffing? (laughs) And this is just hardly even a hill. Well, our stamina has just been, whew. I see. I saw a really cute cartoon on that came across Facebook, and I'm not sure how cute it was, but it made me laugh. But now I can't find it because I wanted to share it. And, you know, with all this pandemic stuff and everybody's kind of hanging out in their apartments and their houses and nobody's going out, it's like, you know, it's, it, it kind of really changes our, our uh, ability to get some of that exercise. But it showed these two very, very round, it was cartoon drawings, very round people very round people and the the woman says to the husband <clears throat> she says well honey once this pandemic is over and we can go out do you think we can fit through the door <laughs> oh i saw that one 
one. That was funny. Yeah. I have was- no idea where I saw it, but I went back to grab it and share it, and I couldn't find it. But yeah, that but was pretty cute. But, but yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, even in this, we have we have choices. And Sharon, it's interesting when you say the first thing you talked about was that clean appearance. You know, there are times when you feel really sad and maybe depressed and maybe kind of go in the wrong direction in your in your mind but one of the first things that I do to pull myself out of that now it's not always easy to pull yourself out and it's not always easy to do this but it's probably the easiest thing I can do and that is I go take a shower because I mean I can wear stinky pajamas all day long if nobody told me otherwise or if I wasn't going to see anybody but I know like you said you know you know we know what's what's going on there and to just, you know, spend our day like that just it makes no sense because it it affects our whole attitude for the entire day. So if you can just get up, go take a shower and then say to yourself, well, I'm just going to go take a shower. I put my stinky pajamas on after my shower. But then after you take the shower, <laughs> it's like, Ew, <laughs> those need to get washed. So you throw yeah. those in the washing machine and you put some clothes on. And then you're thinking, well, now that I'm dressed, I might as well go take my dog for a walk, and now you're outside. So it kind of starts a little spiral of things. Just just Positive. go take a yeah. shower. Like Nike yeah. says, just go do it. You know, do one thing. 95% of success in this world is just starting. So just no. start by taking a shower because yeah. a lot of things follow naturally after you've and, done that. So. And I don't want to minimize the fact there are some days that you need to stay in your stinky pajamas all day. You know, there are occasions sure. yeah. when when it's okay to have one of those days where you're grieving, you're sad, and you just really, you just can't do it. But the problem is, once you start doing that, then it gets into a habit, right? And that's what I'm saying. We don't want to have this become a habit. If you need to do it once in a while, Absolutely. Give yourself permission to stay in those stinky pajamas. But the next day, try something different. Yeah. Wash Get them. dressed. <laughs> Put your shoes yeah. on. Go for a walk. Feel something new and different. Yeah. And again, sometimes you have to force yourself to find the positive. Now, when it's bleak outside and spring is starting to come, I that is absolutely my favorite, favorite time of year because you're seeing new growth, new possibilities, hope, okay? Yep. And so even if it's just walking around your house, look for those signs of hope, of positive, something to, to think about other than what we are going through because yeah it's crappy that you're going through what you're going through but we don't have to be there all the time and also just even the way we carry ourselves the way we walk you know that person who kind of stumbles and shuffles and they're kind of stooped over Mm -hmm. that person looks and probably feels older than they really are okay So think about your posture. Think about how you walk into a room. Think about how you have your, hold your head up high and you will come across differently and then people will treat you differently. If you come in shuffling with your head down, people are going to think you're so sad and so, and 
your your reaction's going to be different. It you're is, gonna- and, there, and there's another thing, too, that happens that ends up being a really negative that we didn't intend. But when we're feeling like that, I mean, I know I, I've had my moments, you know, going through what I'm going through right now, you know, with metastatic cancer. I have my days and my times when I feel kind of, you know, bad about probably worse than other days, but other days are good, right? But the problem is when you spent, when you live in that place of negative energy, it's hard for people to be around that because they don't know what to say to pull you out of it. And what's that thing about if you want to have a friend, you have to be a friend. Um, so it, it's, if you take on a different approach about things and be, you know, not just be in that constant negative state where everything is gloom and doom, you might find that people have an easier time talking to you and wanting to be, you know, around you. And, you know, I know it just, it just, that feels, you know, sincere to me. Um, Let me ask you this. What about self-talk? We have a couple minutes before break, but um, talk, let's talk about self-talk for a minute. Oh, it's huge. It's huge. If you feel like you're fat or ugly or old or, or um, you know, you're because your breasts are different sizes or shapes or that you don't have any at all, if you're talking negatively about yourself, your subconscious listens. It pays attention. It believes what you say or think. So, so that self-talk is huge. And again, that's something you have control over. That is a big, big piece of this puzzle. Yes, I'm tired, but you know what? I'm going to do this anyway, right? I don't know if anybody knows um, or has read um, Mel Robbins and her five-second rule, but our brain is absolutely geared to protect us and so if it thinks it's out of your comfort zone it will actually change your mind even if you have a, a brilliant idea or oh, I'm gonna get up this morning and I'm gonna go exercise and then your brain after a very short amount of time actually will start talking you out of it well the weather's not very good oh, it's yeah, cold. maybe not today <laughs> anyway so if you haven't um read her book five second rule i would highly recommend it and she does a lot of online stuff too excellent um, that's wonderful so excellent well we're going to take another break and we're going to come back and when we do let's talk about self-compassion and what that actually means because I think that this is a very interesting conversation so stay tuned we'll be back in a minute become our friend on Facebook post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline visit facebook.com forward slash voice America thank you for listening today breast friends needs your support we rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. When was the last time you felt free? It's time to uncover that feeling again with the compassion of a cross and shield and the power of a card that opens 
opens doors to the best hospitals and medical centers in all 50 states. Giving you the freedom to love, to dream, to dance like no one is watching. Regions Blue Cross Blue Shield. Live fearless. Female cancers affect women, but women's effects are felt throughout our families, workplaces, and communities. Electa is driving advances in precision radiation medicine across our portfolio of devices by enabling treatment that is highly responsive to changes in tumor shape, position, and biology, but doesn't compromise the health of surrounding tissue and the patient. We protect the moments that matter in the lives of women with female cancers and everyone they touch. Learn more at electa.com. That's E-L-E-K-T-A.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about breast cancer and self-esteem with our guest, Sharon Hennepin. And before we go back into our last segment, I do want to remind all of our listeners, if you love this show, please consider sharing the links with your friends. Let people know that this show exists. It's We've got um, an archive with about four and a half years worth of content on there. You can go and pick by title, search by content, um, whatever, and, and just listen to episodes that really, you know, might have some meaning to you. And you can do that through the Voice America host page, or you can do it through any of the podcast apps that we are um, pushed out to. So it, it's a really great way to spend some time, especially now when you've got probably more of it than normal. Um, And then also consider joining, um, we have a group page called Breast Friends Around the Globe. And on that page, it's an opportunity to, um, I always post all the recent episodes there too. And you can listen to the episode and then post comments about what you heard and, you know, if you have any questions or anything. And I still need listeners from four states and I'm going to grab those. Hold on. Hang on. I have four states that I still need listeners in. North Dakota, Oklahoma, Vermont, and New Jersey. And if I can get one person from those four states, then I can successfully cross something off my bucket list. And that was to speak. I wanted to speak in all 50 states, but that's kind of looking a little uh, difficult right now since nobody's holding big events. But I settled for speaking to people in all 50 states. So if you're listening from North Dakota, Oklahoma, Vermont, or New Jersey, please let me know, and then I can put a star on my map next to your your state. So anyway, Breast Friends Around the Globe is the uh, Facebook page to where we talk about this show and um, just add any comments. It's a group page, so you can all interact with each other, too. So with that, we'll come back. Now we're going to talk to Sharon some more. And Sharon, I want to talk about self-compassion because that's something that you 
kind of specialize in, and why don't you just talk about what all that means? Well, and I think we've touched briefly on it, um, just from like the first segment when we were talking about um, uh, it's okay to to grieve some of these things that might seem a little bit um, uh, trivial to some people. Um, that it, it, by doing that, that is showing yourself self compassion. Um, Things like just taking good care of yourself, um, putting those tennis shoes on and getting a little exercise because you know that's actually going to help you. That's actually being self-compassionate, okay? Mm-hmm. But also other things like getting more rest, you know, and I remember, I remember getting my six hours of sleep when I was raising kids and trying to work full time and, you know, trying to juggle so many things. But I knew my body actually needs between eight and nine hours sleep. And honestly, if you read any of the literature about sleep, sleep is so important. And we actually all need eight hours of sleep. I know that's a luxury for some of us, but... That is one way that you can actually show yourself self-compassion is to taking better care of yourself by getting more rest. Now, when I say that, I understand it can be tricky, but at the same time, you need to ask other people to kind of step up so that is something you can do. And maybe you get it, maybe you can still only get six at night, but maybe you need a nap during the day and that's okay. Your body heals during that time. Your mind heals during that time. You need to get your rest. Um, Good, Good point because, you know, if you don't have that rest, then how can you take care of anybody else in your life? If It's kind of like that thing on the airplane, you know, when the masks drop down, they always tell you put your own mask on first before you try to help somebody else. Yes. And if everybody puts their own mask on first, then nobody else needs help, which is kind of a nice thing too. But, yeah, exactly. um, but we've got to take care of ourselves and it's not selfish to do so. Absolutely not. Another idea of taking care of yourself. Now, I haven't been a bath person for a long time, but I still have several friends who that is like the epitome of self-care is to be able to take a bubble bath or a bath with candles and just some lovely music and just to be able to relax in a bath. Um And sometimes you can combine the two, uh, getting more rest and and taking a bath. Because many times taking a bath in the evening before you go to bed allows your body and your mind to relax enough. So when you've got that active mind that worries a lot, like you, Becky, Mm -hmm. that's 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 a great way to kind of like... just let the day (laughs) go away, right? And then by the time you actually like lay in your bed, you're ready to sleep. Okay, now the the worrier in me, Sharon, would say, but what if I fall asleep in the bathtub and then I drowned? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry, I'm kidding about that. (laughs) I I know, but you know what? 
people who have serious anxiety uh-huh. and worry, uh, yeah, that's not that silly, really. I mean, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll always come up with a reason why not, right? But then it's kind of like, but there's so many other wonderful reasons why we should do it. So, yeah. again, focus on the positive, not on the negative, I don't hear about people dying in bathtubs because they fell asleep. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Okay. I always love what John Schwab from the flooring company said to me one time when I asked a what if question. He says, Becky, let's not put demons where none exist. Oh, I love and that. And he, he told me I could borrow or I could just have that quote. It was one that he made up. And I love that. And so I've been quoting it for years. But, um, yeah, it's it's brilliant. Every time I start to worry, it's like, well, but what if that didn't happen? <laughs> What if I didn't drown in the bathtub? Maybe it would be relaxing. Wouldn't that be cool? Wouldn't that be a a novel concept? (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, I think the other thing that I think we really, really need to talk about is do things that energize you and don't do things that deplete you. (laughs) So um, if you've ever heard of the spoon theory... Okay, Um, in a nutshell, it's basically we all wake up with 100 spoons and when you're healthy and you've got a lot of energy, um, you may get through the day and have spoons left over. But when you're recovering or going through cancer treatment, um, it may take you 20 spoons to get out of bed and you may be completely out of spoons by noon. Okay, so you have to choose what works and what doesn't work for you during this time. And I'm talking about even after treatment's done and you're trying to get your stamina back, you know, maybe you'll you'll still have spoons at 5 p.m. But boy, making dinner and, you know, doing the stuff after dinner, you just may not have the energy for. So, again, using self-compassion. Maybe take a nap in the afternoon. Maybe do the things that, that that actually make you energized. And so you have to do some tapping into who you are and what's important to you and what actually energizes you. And some people don't even don't even know what that is and so this is where you can actually spend a little bit of time and ask yourself what do you want? What do you I, really want? I love that. That's good. Yeah. That's really good. And, yeah. and when, when you talk about things with people, do you get excited, right? Um, if you are, if you have an animal at home, a cat, dog, whatever, and when you talk about your animal, you just feel animated. You feel good. It, it just makes you smile. Then that's something that actually energizes you. That means you need to spend more time, more energy in that part of your life than you do on the things that, uh, you know, drag <laughs> you down, that you just like, oh, my gosh, I can't even imagine doing these things. And the funny thing is that I have figured out is those things that drag me down, there are other people out in this world and probably in your neighborhood or in your work that love those things that energize them. Isn't that true? It's a funny concept, right? That's that's very true. You know, and I, I feel that way about this radio show. When I'm doing this radio show, 
I am energized. And there are other people that would look at this and go, oh, my God, that is so much pressure. Why would you do that? Because it energizes me. Exactly. I, I love doing this. So, yes. And, you know, when you can when you can do what you love, it's it's a wonder. It's a wonderful thing. So so that's what you when you talk about energizing, I guess that's a good way when you talk about something, it makes you smile. It makes you happy. That's that's something and I do that with your kids. You know, think about exactly. your kids or your you know, grandkids it, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and and obviously those are things that energize you. So when you either have very little energy to be able to dole out, make sure you're you're adding those things into your life because those will actually make you feel better in the long yeah. run. So obviously asking for help is huge. Um, we talked about that a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, again, that is... It's hard. It's hard to ask people for for help. But again, when you're that person who can help someone else, doesn't that make you feel good? Absolutely. Absolutely. So think about it a little differently in that you're actually giving that other person an opportunity to feel good by helping you. Yep, absolutely. Sharon, we're going to run out of time here. I don't want to. So, um I, there's a couple things I really would love you to talk about. Um, okay. Remember what makes you happy and concentrate on those things. You know, I know that's something that you really focus. And you did kind of mention that a little bit, like on your walks. You take amazing photographs of flowers and trees. And, and I always love looking at your Facebook page because it's always so happy looking. Yeah. <laughs> well, so do you have again, anything else you can add to that conversation? But it has to be the quick nutshell version here. Yeah, of course. Of course. I think... Just making sure, again, like we were just talking about, whatever energizes you, whatever makes you happy, concentrate on those things. Do things that bring you more joy in your life. And whether it's, you know, reading a new book and then sharing it with others, finding a new hobby, new friends, don't be stagnant. Just in, in, be interesting and, and then other people will be interested in you. So there's there's a lot. Obviously, exercise. There's, wait, there's wait, so many I, things. Wait, say that say that one more time because that that kind of goes along with the you know to have a friend you need to be a friend. Yeah, said be interesting by being interested. Yeah. So the okay, I love that. I just didn't want that to get glossed over because that's. I think that's really important, you know, to be interested in somebody else will make you far more interesting to them as well. Absolutely. And I, I, I love that. And it's, and it's not so self-serving that way either. Sharon, we're out of time. And I am so happy that you joined us today. Um, is there So Breast Cancer uh, or BreastAdvocatesInternational.org is the website to reach you about what you're doing uh, yes. down the road here. Is that correct? Okay. Yes. And yes. And people can also reach you through um, the Breast Friends email because I know you still have that too. Yes, Sharon, I do too. Sharon at breastfriends.org. Yes. Um, so with that, we are we are out of time, and I'm so thankful, you know, for everyone who's listening. Uh, please consider going online to breastfriends.org and think about maybe making a, a, a donation in support of Breast Friends. What? Because right now things are tough in the nonprofit world because the economy's down, and so it's it's harder for a lot of people. But if you are the ones that that are blessed and able to help other people consider doing that to help support the work that we're doing here. So with that, we will be back next week. And until then, remember, there is always hope and we are here to help you find it. 
Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Becky Olson again next Wednesday at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope, and we are here to help you find it. We'll talk again next time.